Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode. And is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast it is episode number 32 and it is monday may 22nd 2017 i am joe Murata. this is the unpredictable michael quinn how you doing quinn Howdy doody. You are unpredictable. You know that, right? I'm quite unpredictable. You're a wild man. I work with Johnny Rods, <laughs> so you have to be unpredictable. That's true. You do have to be unpredictable. If you're going to be around him. If you're going to be around him, he could win a match at any time. Yeah. You know that? That that does happen. It does happen. Folks, uh, speaking of happenings, we're glad to be back with you this week to talk to you about the world of retro wrestling. Some great topics for you. I know that because I have one of them planned. But before we get to any of that, Quinn, let's remind our viewers they can find us on a few places. Number one, Twitter at OVP Podcast. That's one of them. Great place to find us. We'll tweet at you. You tweeted us. Yeah, it's social. So it's very, very social, very social, <laughs> a social thing. Another place, um, if you use this thing called electronic mail, yeah, email. What's that? Well, it's this thing where you like type a longer message than a tweet. <laughs> Is there a mailman involved? Well, the mailman will be Google because you can find us at ovppodcast at gmail dot com. That is ovppodcast at gmail dot com. And Quinn, we have a web domain. Yeah, we have a website. It's called ovppodcast.com. What can people find there? You can leave comments. It's got all the links to all the stuff we always say at the beginning. Right. That's right. One of those things they can find is our YouTube channel. Yeah, there's a YouTube channel, and on it, there's videos of us. It's pretty good. Yeah, the videos include reviews of Championship Wrestling 1982. We are trucking through 1982. That, that like, rhymes or something, doesn't it? It, I didn't mean for it to, but it does. What do you mean? And they can also see what we look like on there. Yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. We look great. We look like (laughs) two guys in a basement. We certainly do. And, uh, folks, another place, speaking of places is the place to be nation.com. You can find some great podcasts there. We are a member of that family. I know Quinn is a big fan of the place to be podcast. Oh yeah. They got the place to be podcast, like the mother sip. Yeah. Main the gold podcast, the, standard. The gold standard baby. <laughs> and on there, they talk about the wrestling from 1986. Yes, they are going through 1986. Scott and JT and Quinn. There is something else. Yeah. It's called Apple podcast, right? Right. So, there used to be this place called iTunes, once upon a time. <laughs> once upon a time, there was a place called iTunes. And they had all the greatest podcasts in the world. It was wonderful. And then they said, you know what, that I and the tune, that, right. that needs to go. And you know what we said? Who cares? Yes. But then we said, well, let's stay on this. On, we're on that because it's easier to get. Yes. So if you can go on iTunes to get our podcast, you can do that. You can also leave a review there. It always helps us. It, it helps the Apple podcast know who we are. Yep. You can also get us on Google Play Music, mm-hmm. Stitcher, Blueberry, Auto. It's Auto Radio. Auto Radio. Our apologies. We did call it Otis Radio last week. <laughs> well, I think it should just always be called Otis Radio from now on <laughs> because it's so obscure. No objection. So we're on all those things. Yes, and, we are. And tune in. You know, tune in. Basically, yeah, I think anywhere where a podcast 
is podcasting. We you, are there. We are there. So tell your friends, hide your husband and hide your kids. Tell your neighbors and <laughs> uh, send them mail, PO <laughs> yes. box, something or other. No CODs. Yeah, no CODs. All right, Michael Quinn, for season four, of course, we have our new format. It's the Deep Dive. Yeah. We're going to put on our scuba masks and we're going to take a deep dive into wrestling's past and to guide us on this tour this week is Mr. Michael Quinn. So, Quinn, what are we deep diving to? Well, I thought about deep diving into someone who I guess would be a... I guess she's not obscure. Okay. It's a she. A she? But I've always been intrigued by her. Okay, what do we got here, man? You remember somebody called uh, Medusa or Alondra Blaze? Sure do. I find her career very interesting. Why do you find it interesting? Because... All I see from 1991-ish or whatever when she was in WCW... Dangerous Alliance. ...is an upward trajectory. trajectory. Easy for you to say, sir. An upward trajectory. And after she throws that belt in the trash can... In 95. Her career goes in the trash can. (laughs) You know what? So so I wanted to kind of go through a little bit with with Medusa, follow through. I know know you know a little bit about the history there. I know you're a big fan of the Medusa. I do like her. Yeah. Um, you know, from what I know about her, she was somewhat of an accomplished wrestler in Japan. Medusa! That's what I've heard. Now, I'm not a big Japan expert, and I won't pretend to be one. No. But I do know she wrestled a lot in Japan. She also wrestled in the AWA in the late 80s. Correct. She had a feud with uh, Sherry Martel, actually, I believe, in AWA. Medusa gave Sherry all she could handle. Okay. Before Martel went over now, to... Now, see, this is the stuff that WWF. I'm a little foggy on. Sure. I know her more from her appearance in WCW. Sure, and this is why it's a deep dive, right? right. So we're getting into the nitty-gritty, some stuff that we might not normally talk about. Yeah. She was in the Dangerous Alliance as a valet. She was not a wrestler, to my knowledge. And that's what I find very interesting about her, that part of her career. Right. Is there's a very um, Miss Elizabeth, Missy Hyatt thing going on. You just named two totally different people. Yes, but it's like a combination. She's like, because they do have like an innocence about her. Do you think so? They do and they don't. She was a heel, though. Yeah, but if if you notice when she was... Like all in with the dangerous lines, she was very like um, she's actually more like baby doll or something, where she would interfere in matches and stuff. Right. She even did the whole like I think she was dressed up as a cop once and like interfe- <laughs> interfered in Rick Rude's, which is exactly what baby doll did once. Sure. And then when they turn her like face and Paulie's trying to kick her out or whatever, right? Yeah. All of a sudden she becomes Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, but a badass, right? Up till the match with Paul. It's right. all of a sudden she's innocent and doe-eyed, and then, you know, then she beats the shit out of Paul. Well, he deserved it. Yeah. That's like the end of her, like, WCW run. Her first, her WCW, first WCW, run. WCW run. She beats up Paul Heyman, and then she's gone. Now, what do you think about her, or what do you know about her from her WWF run? What kind of impression did that make on so, you? So, to me, it's like a completely different thing. It is. So, all of a sudden, she goes from being, like, sometimes Miss Elizabeth, sometimes uh, a badass, uh, you yeah. know femme fatale if you will to the female bret hart yeah to like accomplished <laughs> yeah, female wrestler right. and that's you like, know it's a completely different character but you got to give vince credit there for being able to push her and market her as like this is the best female wrestler in the world this lady uh Lundra plays we are told we're going to see two of the best athletes in all of women's wrestling going at it here for the title right but was she no yeah 
<laughs> not at all. Yeah. Was she a bad wrestler? No. She was no, good. she wasn't bad. Competent. You know, I do say this about Medusa. I yeah. always dug that she like she was kind of ahead of her time with like the karate kick kind of thing. Like where <laughs> like no, but more like a kickboxing aspect. She did I, have I don't that, know like yeah. what how, what to call it. I'll give you that. And I like that about her. It made her unique and like none of the men were doing even like a kickboxing deal. No, not in the early nineties yeah. they weren't. So now, that was interesting. Do you think she was underutilized in WWF? I think as a wrestler, they pushed her to the max, at, like of their capabilities in the in that period. It's less of a fault of hers than it is of their women's division. Their division, and also the company was <laughs> it, not in good times, and they 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 did what they could do. But when you can't afford to, like you're on the verge of going out of business, getting more ladies wrestlers is probably not. Up on the priorities yeah. list. Maybe like being able to pay your bills might trump that. Being able to pay your champion. Yeah, just your like basic like <laughs> fill champion. The, half like, fill the arena. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Produce TV. So unfortunately for her, it didn't work out. But I do say she did have a great rivalry with Bull Nakano. Hey, you know that I'm a huge fan of that feud. Obviously, I love Bull. Bull, if you're out there, I love you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Big fan of Kiko Nakano. Right. Uh, and of course, you know, my most notable under Blaze memory, well, actually, I have a couple, uh, would be their SummerSlam 94 match. I love right. that match. Great women's and match. And I want to say that that's kind of the apex of the Alondra Blaze push. I would say so. It, did she lose it there or she won, want, she, won she it She retained back. it there. She retained it. When did she lose it and then win it back? Was that Survivor Series? She lost it right before Survivor Series 94 in Japan to yeah. Bull. Right. She didn't win it back until April 1st, 90, or April 2nd, 95, the that's day after it. WrestleMania. Okay, that's the one I'm thinking. And that was a big moment. If Big I recall, moment, yeah, and then right at the end of the match, Bertha Faye comes in and right. attacks her, and that is like this is this is where yeah. it, it kind of so Bertha comes in right, and mm-hmm. she's like, well, you know what I thought was weird about that character, yeah, is that she comes in in all black, and it's like this, it's almost like awesome Kong. I yes. want to say it's like the closest comparison. She's huge, and she's wearing black, and she looks kind of like a biker chick Absolutely, or something. Yep. And she beats the crap out of her, uh-huh. and she wins the title. Yep, that's not Bonacano. She's even bigger than Bull Nakano. Is that a she? It's bigger than Bull Nakano. But then all of a sudden, they do this like Harvey Whippleman like falls in love. And she she, becomes Roseanne. Yeah, she's basically Roseanne or like, you know, she's very soft all of a sudden. She's Roseanne. She's got a big heart, right? Like Now from side note on that, Rhonda Singh is her name. She uh, passed away a while ago. But um, she was actually very upset that they didn't let her keep her initial character because that character, and I can't remember the name of it, is actually something she had been doing in elsewhere, dressed like that, like a badass. Yeah. They changed her into this stupid Bertha Faye thing, and, and she then, didn't like it. And I almost feel it makes Alondra Blaze look weak because she beats the the love-filled yeah. Bertha Faye who's distracted by Harvey. I know. You know, and then, like, she beats her at SummerSlam 95, if yep, I recall. you're right. And then, okay, so then there's this whole situation where I feel like there was nobody left for her to fight. And Japanese she, women. Yeah. Aja Kong. Do you remember oh my Aja God, Kong? Aja Kong. I almost forgot Survivor about it. See, this series. is why it's a deep dive, right? Exactly. Yeah, Aja Kong. It was, it was Alondra and a bunch of Japanese people against Aja Kong and a bunch of Japanese people. Right. And Aja Kong was known as something else, I want to say. I don't know. Or, or something stupid that's in a video game or something that people... Maybe. Like some weird thing. Then Now, folks, that's Aja Kong, not to be confused with Awesome Kong. Right. Aja Kong. Different. She was like a... a, a She's about the same size as Bertha Faye, just like with short. She was like hair. a female Bam Bam Bigelow, right? Yeah, or some or a Vader, yeah. You know, something Basically. like that. 
But then that just kind of ends, it. right? And then garbage can. Right. So this is what this is the crossroads of her career, right? Yep, go ahead. So she appears on Nitro December. With, now yep. in December with a short haircut. Shorter? Yep. Shorter haircut, uh wearing kind of like again Black. like biker gear. Like she Black has leather. like a vest on and all this. <laughs> yep. And she, you know, this is what I think of the WWF Women's <laughs> Championship. Throws it in the garbage can. Yep. And this to me is like the point of no return in if, her career. If killing your career had a sound effect, that might be it. Right. Because now she's left. She's shackled to WCW. Unfortunately, because just like you said about women's wrestling not being WWF's priority in 95, WCW soon after this catches fire with the NWO. They don't have time to worry about women's right. wrestling, and it showed. Yeah. They it, didn't. Because when she came in, they were still doing the diversity thing, like international competitors and like the TV right. title and the cruiserweight title. And like, like that was more of a priority. Mm-hmm. But then the NWO came in, and that was it. The, the, no one, because they could, at, women's wrestling could have been another thing thing you know in their playbook right exactly like, cruiserweights women's wrestling big fat guys you yeah. know dungeon of doom right but then if you do remember quinn she rekindled her feud with bull for hog wild 96 but it was Which, awful was so weird she got a numb joke she got a numb joke bull hit her with a numb joke with what a numb joke yeah. Smash your motor- motorcycle match. That Remember was, that? That was weird garbage so this is the thing is she shackled now to wcw right yes but she's got to also know that WWF was better, right? For her, um, they they put her to heights. She wasn't a valet over there. She was a, true. You know, she was a main draw. True. Good point. And now she's shackled to WCW, where they really don't care. No, they don't. And she can't go back. No. And now that there's a women's division developing over there, in with 98, 99. 98, yep. she, so now she's wrestling men, and she's like macho man's valet. She's getting moved yeah. all over the place. So. I guess I guess what I wanted to do with the deep dive kind of in a, in a bit of a conclusion, do you think like if she had not done that, mm-hmm. do you think if she had hung around that she would have like she was pretty like she could have carried over into the sunnies and the sables of the world. She could have been a bigger deal than yeah. she was. And she if I'm not mistaken, and folks, if I'm wrong, sorry, I think she was about sables age. Right. Maybe a little bit older. So she would have more than fit in. Yeah, she wasn't really old. There might have been a, a perception that she was. Yeah. She might have only been, might only be about two years older than Sable. And if Sable. you think about it, Sonny was already there. Sonny was there. Um, but what would she have done in 96, 97? Well, it could have, we saw how the trajectory went. She could have valeted briefly after Alondra Blaze for like a year or so. Who would you put her with? I don't know. Somebody... Uh, mid Carter, yeah, some mid Carter. Right? It's like she, if Sonny was with Skip, I mean, Sable Mark Marrow didn't necessarily needs. I mean, if yeah, but they were was, together in real life, yeah, that's true. That's um, why that happened. You could have put her with somebody more badass. Triple H, Triple H. She could have filled. She could have filled did, the role of China, but it wouldn't have ever made Triple H as over. You know what I think would have worked better for him <laughs> because don't say Mister Hughes. No, no, no. I actually think, believe it or not, yeah, Vader. Vader. He it would have been a it would have been an really? interesting dynamic with a femme fatale with a with a badass, right? Like yeah, because James E. Cornette did absolutely nothing for him. Camp Cornette, as you know, yeah, is one of my least favorite stables right. ever. Imagine him with Medusa, who can like mm. kick the shit out of somebody. 
It's not a bad idea. I mean, it's just, but the re- like the point about that is, it's yeah. not really the point of like, oh, it could have been Vader. It's like, sure. it could have been anybody. Could have been anybody. Right. So you think if she would have hung on and made it to the turn. But even so, Quinn, the Attitude Era women's division was not respected for its wrestling. No, but that could have changed. I mean, if, I if you know. had Medusa there, all mm. of a sudden. Yes and no. I mean, you had Jacqueline there. Yeah. So she could have wrestled it really, her. It really depends. Like, she would have been the focal point as far as wrestling is concerned, and that might have changed our perception. You're you're looking at it True. without her. So do you think she could have changed the game is what you're saying? Right. And then, Maybe. And then by the end of her career, Lita would be around, and maybe you could have a nice Trish. passing a torch, passing of the torch, yeah. and, you know, yeah. Well, you know, that's a good point, Quinn. And to wrap up here, I will say this, too, and I'm sure you'll agree with my sentiment. It was nice to see her inducted in the Hall of Fame a few years ago yes. and pull the women's title out of the garbage can. Right. That was beautiful. Now. Yeah, she's home now. And doing very well and doing a podcast. Yeah, and she she's is, all over the place. I see her on the Twitter all the time. She, she's actually um, seems like a really great lady. Truck yeah. driver, monster truck driver. She, she was all over. She was doing that back in WCW. Oh, yeah. You could tell that she knew that that WCW shit wasn't working out. I'm so sure. she was going to find her own stuff to do, whatever she wanted to do yep and i've always respected her I'm, yeah i can't say i'm a giant fan but i really do like medusa i think she's solid great yeah. career and uh was an interesting deep dive quinn any closing yeah. remarks i think medusa is a lot more versatile than people ever gave her credit for fair because i if you look at her wcw career and her wwf career you see a good wrestler yep she could be outlandish when she wanted in her later wcw career yeah she could be a valet in her second half of her dangerous alliance she could be a, a femme fatale in the first half of her dangerous alliance and a part. convincing one yeah she could be everything convincingly kick a man's ass right i think that's true and i think that's a fair point quinn and i appreciate you bringing her up for this deep dive you got it so folks let us know what you think of medusa we'll be happy to hear about it yeah and in the meantime we will be back right after this Medusa, always have been Medusa, and always will be Medusa. This is the WWF Women's Championship Whoa. belt. Whoa! That indeed it in is. Trash can. And that's what I think of the WWF Women's Championship belt. This is the WCW. I am now in the WCW. And they used to call me a Lunder Blade but not anymore, because this is where the big boys play, and now this is where the big girls play. What kind of disgusting, despicable lack of respect. You're listening to Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast, the fastest growing weekly episodic retro wrestling audio podcast in the world. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Glad to be with you this Monday, May 22nd, 2017. Michael Quinn, it is time for our next segment, which is, of course, the fan favorite, Mount Rushmore and Death Valley. Here it is. Where we will put four of the best of something on Mount Rushmore and four of the worst go down into the desert of Death Valley with The Undertaker. Yeah. That's where he's hanging out these days. he's under the ground or whatever. He's undertaking. He's undertaking (laughs) something. I don't... Well, maybe we'll find out at the Hall of Fame. I don't know. Maybe we will. And folks, of course, after you listen to the show, be sure to tweet at us or email us or comment on our Facebook that we didn't mention in the beginning. Yes. On our Facebook page. Yeah. If you want to talk about Medusa or or whatever this is. Yeah. Exactly. And it's my pick this week, so Michael Quinn, let's talk about the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of Wrestlers Ring Names. Ooh. 
Yeah. Wow. I want to drop one piece of criteria first. It has to be something somewhat notable. It can't be some bad name from the indies that no one's heard of. Say it with me, baby. It's Quinn Magnum. Okay, something like in the mainstream. Right. And so what's in a name, folks? I mean, a wrestler's name to me should be easy to say, Mm -hmm. should sound good when it's announced or said on television. Right. And it should be something that might be able to convey the character to the audience. Right. So, Quinn, I had the pick. You have the stick. What do you think is one of the best ring names? I mean, the one that comes to mind just because it's got a good story behind it, and it's it's just a really good name. Yeah. It conveys the character. Yep. Stone Cold Steve Austin. What a good name that, that is. That is... I mean, considering he was like the ringmaster and like <laughs> Stunning Steve stunning, Austin, which Stunning Steve Austin is a not good bad. name, but not bad. I never got the gist of like that his character was stunning in a like, Hollywood, yeah, blonde like type he of way. seemed rough then, right? Like he seemed like a, a rough customer. He always talked like, oh, "I'm going to kick your ass," yeah, you know, like exactly. That. So it's like the Stone Cold Steve Austin character name, yeah. It has something to do with his wife. He couldn't think of a name. And she said, drink your tea before it gets stone cold. Right. His, his and British he's like, wife. Oh, that's it. That's yep. the, that's the no, stone, motherfucker, that's the name. <laughs> yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know what? It's a great name, and especially the time that he was named that, early 96, where right. he was portrayed as this ruthless heel. His music... So fit the Austin character, the stone, not his, not his infamous music, but at the time, yeah, I think that music doesn't get enough credit. That sinister, like yeah, it's like it's it's cold. It's like literally cold. And like, that's how he was. Yeah, I I I mean, I get chills when I see a good character in general. Sure. And like that, when I hear that music when he won the King of the Ring and it's playing, oh yeah, it's kind of like I know it's not the iconic glass shattering music no but i feel like the stone cold character is right. there yeah absolutely mercilessly mercilessly that, out, a, that is yeah. defeats jake the snake yep kicks his ass with like stitches in his mouth yes and in like his lip, yep. yep like it's it's perfect it fits the character absolutely and i mean it could it was able to evolve as far as the name still fit what he was. Still does. Yeah. I don't know how, but yeah. it just works. Right. That is a great contender, but I want to counter that because we usually do that before we pick yeah. one. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. What about that? It's a good name. Um, I do. I will say this. I find it. This might be controversial. Go ahead. I find it very generic wrestlery. Because of the Incredible Hulk being just a because thing? it's like I'm a big guy, like I'm a Hulk, like it's right. like it's just so I don't know. It's it, it's a great name. It's iconic, and everyone remembers it. Yeah, it's alliterative, you know, H H. But I mean, like when if you if you just if you're just talking about the name, yeah, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, <sighs> they're both good, man. But I'm saying Hulk Hogan. I don't ever remember him portraying himself. I guess you could say the Hulk up was the closest thing to being a Hulk. Like the incredible, like the the only thing I could think of is the incredible Hulk from Marvel comics. Well, one of his original nicknames was the incredible Hulk Hogan. Right. In the eighties, you know, early eighties when he was a heel. The incredible Hulk Hogan. But I mean, like, does he, 
like a Hulk to me gets angry and uncontrollable and like well the Hulk up is part of that right right but Where I he's mean like invincible mode but usually he's like brother and bro and you know <laughs> dude dude and like he's more like a surfer character or well, something he's Daytona. from he's from Venice Beach Quinn. right but <laughs> it, the, all of a sudden now the Hulk name doesn't fit and then he's calling himself you know the immortal Hulk Hogan right like. So you're, I don't, you're I don't not, you're it's not just, it's digging just, it, huh? It's, it's just, if I'm just talking the ring name only. Yeah, that's what we're talking. Just, it's weird. Okay. I don't know. Like, it, it's, it doesn't seem like it fits like a hand in a glove, I guess. Well, are we going to find five more, or four more, I guess, that are better than Stone Cold Steve Austin? I, I don't think we will. I don't know. I think Stone Cold's definitely in there. Do you have another one before we pick one? Um, I do think... Brett Hitman Hart is a freaking awesome name. Do you really? And the reason I think it's good is because the Hitman aspect, to me, it kind of fits in with the working on a body part, you know, kind of thing. Like, I, when I think of a Hitman, it's like he's going after a specific thing, right? He's got a target. He's got a target, right? He's got a game plan. I mean, even his logo, I believe, had a target on it. Yeah, right? one of them did, and he was the excellence of execution, which tied in nicely, and his and, finisher was a sharp shooter. Right, and he also had, like, his jacket. It was kind of, like, military-y, mm-hmm. kind yeah, of. The like and stuff. a hitman uh-huh. working for the military, right? Like, it, But he's black, right? Because a hitman's not, hitman's not supposed to be, like... You know, we're in army fatigues. Well, he's like, yeah. he's in the background and he's not really official, the Hitman. I don't know if Hitman's wear uh, hot pink either, but. No, but <laughs> that's a different that's, story. But that works with Hart. Yeah, Brett so Hitman he, Hart is a great name. He, he's a Hitman. Brett Hitman Hart is yeah. great. Is it better or worse than a Hulk Hogan? I think it's better than Hulk Hogan. Do you Hogan. really? Yeah, I think it's way more specific to the character. Now, the interesting thing is, is out of those three people, that's his actual birth name. Steve Austin's real birth name, I think, was Steve Williams. Right, but I mean, I'm, I'm talking else. more. I'm thinking more the hitman, Steve Anderson, the I hitman think, part of the character. Like, I feel yeah, like yeah. it just fits. Like, I, I do too. And Brett Hitman Hart sounds great. Right. It sounds like a wrestler. Right. It sounds great when the Fink announce. Well, all three of them do, but it sounds yeah. great when the Fink announces you or when you're talked about. Yeah. And you do get a sense of the character right. from that those three words, Brett, Hitman, Hart. Right. Another thing, is, too, is a Hitman, you can rely to go out there and take someone out. Yes. Brett could pick an opponent apart and literally take them out. They could cut their legs down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It just fits, you know? Whew. This might be harder than I thought. Right. I'm going to throw one more, and then we'll start making some decisions. Okay. Here's one for you. And this is weird, because it's not one of my favorite wrestlers, but I think it's a great name. The Ultimate Warrior. I am the Ultimate Warrior! I like the the Ultimate Warrior, the name. See, the thing with the Ultimate Warrior name, though, mm-hmm. is when you think about the character, he's like a maniac. A warrior is like a is a fighter or a soldier or something. Okay, fair. That's, that I can never. If anything, he should be called the ultimate maniac. Well, <laughs> I, that was I, the name of his the, team yeah, with Savage, right? Exactly. But like, like he he's not really a warrior. I don't understand why he's a warrior. He was the Dingo Warrior before that, so that was just a takeoff yeah, of that. I mean, I don't know. It's like he's what a is, fighter. He doesn't have a sword or anything. But a warrior like, is a fighter. 
I don't and know. He's the best one, the ultimate warrior. It's cool because it makes him seem like supreme or something, it's like a above name. the competition. Yeah, it's yeah. A and awesome it's not name. a bad. I never said it was a bad name. No, you didn't. Check the tape, folks. But I do think he, there is a better name Go than ahead. that. Okay. I think the Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, because yeah. his name is his character. He 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 thinks he's a macho man. He thinks he's the ultimate male, the alpha male. He thinks he's mm. better than everyone. He's got a he's got a girlfriend that he mistreats. Yep. And, uh, like he's a chauvinist, and that's what you think about with a macho man, right? And he wrestles like a savage. He wrestles like a savage. That's yeah. how he actually got his name. Ole Anderson named him that. That's a great name Randy too. Poffo. He's got he, everything hits with that one. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know what? That's the perfect combination of everything. The Macho Man, Randy Savage. Yeah. All right, I think we got to start making some decisions, at least get one on here or two maybe, and then we can start mm-hmm. you know, throwing out some other ones, paring it down. We've got Austin, we've got Hogan, Bret Hart, Randy Savage, Ultimate Warrior. You want to eliminate Warrior from this discussion, I'm assuming? I'd eliminate Hulk first. Really? Yeah, <sighs> personally. Who would you Cause put Because all those names were better than him, even the Ultimate Warrior. So who would you put on first? Stone Cold, without question. I can't, I can't argue with you. Yeah. I can't argue that. That's a great ring name. Yeah. It's, it doesn't sound fake. No. It's not contrived, and it just works. Right. And you hear it, and you're like, this guy must be a badass. This guy right. must be ruthless. Yeah. And he is. So I'm going to go with you, Quinn. Let's put Stone Cold Steve Austin on as number one. Okay, now, we're eliminating Hulk, Hogan? I can't, with really? good conscience, put him on there. Wow. Because I don't think of him as a Hulk. I think of him as an American hero or something. Like, hmm. you know what's a good name, speaking of, like, American hero? What? Sergeant Slaughter is a cool oh, name. Oh, that is a good name, yeah, Quinn. That really is a great name. <laughs> like, that's freaking awesome. So, like, it's alliterative, which yeah. always helps. Yeah. And that... All mortal slime is an order. And he, he, you know, he was a drill sergeant. Like, yeah, and when he was a heel, you know, it really made sense. When as, he's a, when he's a face, face, it, it makes sense because G.I. Joe and all that stuff, Sergeant right? Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter. Like, that is good. Damn. Like, Can I throw another one at you? Yeah, sure. The Undertaker. Very cool name. Right? It just, it worked, it, like, all around. It the, still works. Yeah. The and, Undertaker, and it. T- you know what's so cool about it is that I. I think it even works when they did the biker taker thing because yep. usually like bikers, I thought like have usually like a nickname yeah, or something like, like skull. that, like skull and eight ball, right? <laughs> Undertaker, like that's right. a, cool. Like, it still yeah, works. It still works. And it, it worked like, in. It worked in every era that he wrestled yeah, in. I, this guy's the fucking Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming to take your soul or something. Like, that's what they would always say, right? Yes. I mean, that nickname transcended its initial mortician gimmick. Yeah. Into (laughs) being something that, like, embodied and symbolized who The Undertaker as a wrestler was. Right. A ruthless. Undead. Callous. No no pun intended with me, Mark Callous. Undead. Or maybe regular not dead. Possibly a zombie. Possibly a zombie. Yeah. Lord of Darkness, whatever yeah. era it was, whatever version of him it was, the name always worked. It sounds great. Yeah. It sounds like a wrestler's name, and I think that might be one of the best ones. Yeah, it might be. You want to put it on? Yeah, definitely. All right, so The Undertaker is number two on Rushmore. 
So we've got Stone Cold Steve Austin, and we've got The Undertaker. You're pretty much writing off Hogan. And I got another one. Yeah, go ahead. Ravishing Rick Rude. Great name. Three R's. It's so good. Alliteration like, more than once. Well, it, that's really good. I mean, there's there's really nothing else to say because it's like, he is like ravishing. His body is like a fucking a sculpture or something like you know what i mean and he is rude and he's he's a jerk yeah (laughs) he is a jerk he never was a face no like ever no i mean he really wasn't that's a good one i have another one that i really like yeah razor ramon razor ramon's another cool one that might be one of the best i just think i don't know like i'm i'm up there with ravishing rick rude though i I really like that name ravishing rick rude that's right little man you're impressed the whole world is impressed with ravishing rick rude it just sounds like a badass yes it does and razor ramon's cool too because it's got that i love the idea of the scarface character yeah, me too. Like, it's cool. Like, it is cool. Razor, and the name is good. It's a good, like, I know Tony Montana is what he's based off, and that's a good name by itself, but, like, if you were going to make that into a wrestling thing, I think Razor Ramon is, like, exactly the right thing. The like, bad guy, yeah, Razor Ramon. The bad guy, Razor Ramon. It conveys the fact that he is, you know, going to cut you up, right? Right. Like a razor. And, he, and it shows right in his name that he's Hispanic. Right. Not a character, obviously, not Scott Because he, he rolls the R, too. Razor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I love Razor Ramon. I think it makes sense for a wrestler yeah. to be named that. You know what else is a, a good name, actually? Well, actually, you're not going to agree with me. What? Mr. Perfect. What do you think? I mean... It might not. It, it's a little yeah, too to the agree. point. Like I, I, <laughs> nothing left to the imagination. Yeah, there, it's kind of silly. Like and like, fine. It's like okay, fair. You know what would always confuse me about Mister Perfect? What? Like it's like is his last name perfect? Like Kurt perfect? Yeah. It's like it's just really. It's, what did I call him that? Sometimes. Yeah. It's just a strange. I get what they were going for, yeah. and it's fine, and mm-hmm. it's not even a bad name. It's just it's a little. Come okay, on. Like, <laughs> what about Diamond Dallas Page? That's a cool name. It, but it's like, I don't. It's not better than Ravishing Rick Rude, right, is it? Ravishing. Because Ravishing Rick Rude is like, it's just like oozing character. That really is. I wouldn't have thought of that, Quinn, so I'm glad you did. Yeah. That really is one of the best ring names. Yeah, it's really, really good. What's funny is, too, is his real name is Rick Rude, R O O D. Yeah. But all they did was change the last because it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have looked as good. Yeah, on a on a t shirt or and, something. And you wouldn't think in your mind, rude. Right. You know, like the R U D E. Yeah. Ravishing Rick Rude. Yeah. Are we confident in putting that in as the third one? I love it. Like I. Yeah. I, I find hard pressed to find something. Like I, whenever I think of wrestlers' names, that's yeah. that's like one I always think of is like ravishing Rick Rude. It's just cool. Like, is it better or is it better than Savage or Bret Hart? Um, it might not be better than Savage, but it's better than Bret Hart. That, in my opinion, I, I agree. Yeah, I like the name Bret Hitman Hart, but I wasn't gonna. I wouldn't consider that one of the best. Hey, I think we can put ravishing Rick Rude on there if you want to. Let's put him on. Sure. All right. So to recap here, folks, we are looking at Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah, The Undertaker, and Ravishing Rick Rude. We have room for one more. In contention still is Randy Macho Man Savage or Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Uh, Bret Hart. Bret Hitman Hart. I think, you gotta think, I think Randy Savage trumps Bret Hart. Yeah. 
Don't no, you? No, I think Brand- Randy Savage, definitely. I'm trying to think of any more that we may have missed. What like, about Ric Flair? Ric Flair. The nature boy Ric yeah, Flair. Yeah, it's a cool name. Not not one of the best of all time? Not one of the best of all time. It's very cool, though. Like I, I, I do like it. Like Superstar Billy Graham. Very cool name. Oh, we still have Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter. Oh. Superfly Jimmy Snuka. That's good, too. Yeah, Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Sergeant Slaughter's good, too. I forgot Sergeant about that Slaughter's one. Slaughter's a damn good name. Like, it's a fine name. It really is. Yeah. Is it better than Randy Macho Man Savage, though? Man, that's a I tough know. one. I know. Andre the Giant? Eh, too, too generic? Too generic, yeah. Despite just, what he became. His, it's just his name with the giant on it. <laughs> Andre the French Giant. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Sergeant Slaughter's looking pretty promising right now, but also the Macho Man Randy yeah. Savage. Yeah. Those are the top two that I can think of right now. I'll give another minute or two here to think of a few more before we pick one. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. What? I don't know, man. I, Sergeant Slaughter or Macho Man? Sergeant Slaughter or Macho Man? Now, there might be someone listening at home. Maybe it's Jimmy Borden or maybe it's Justin Yelling, Hamm, yelling some name. Yelling something at us. And folks, that's what the Twitter is for or the email or the comments on our website. Would we Facebook? consider... The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. And here's why. Let Go me ahead. just make a case for Go it. Go ahead. He's supposed to be like a heartthrob or whatever, right? So the Heartbreak yeah. Kid, that all that shit fits, right? But I think the Shawn Michaels is actually a clever, like, that's like a rock and roll name. Like, yeah. And I don't know. It, it, that goes with the heartthrob thing. And like, well, I know that he was, even though he was born as Michael Shawn Hickenbottom, his parents always called him Shawn. Right. So the first name part is like... Yeah, but it just works anyway. It works. Yeah. The Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels is a good name, but it doesn't work, in my opinion, without the Heartbreak Kid part in front of it. Right. Whereas, like, Rick Rude, Randy Savage. Right. You know what I mean? Like, those names still work. Mm -hmm. It needs the nickname to really have the full emphasis, in my opinion. Okay. (sighs) Yeah, I can't really think of anyone that pops out other than Randy Savage and Sergeant Slaughter. And, and, And Lord knows I love Randy Savage, yeah. But I think Sergeant Slaughter might get the win here. Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying it, but like, yeah, Sergeant, that's just freaking awesome. Like, it is. Oh, I have one more wild card. Okay. It's a name. Think of it as a name, not as uh, the announcer version. Gorilla Monsoon. Mm. That's a cool name. It's cool. It's but not just, one of the best. I don't know. A gorilla. I kind of, it's All a little right. doofy. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doofy. Yeah. I think I, I think Sergeant Slaughter. We love Macho Man. Yeah, we love him. But, but he can't be the best at everything. Not, it's not like... This isn't really about liking the wrestler as no, much it's as not. it's just like the name. The name. Sergeant Slaughter. So, I mean, Rick it, Rude's on this list. He's not like the greatest of all time no. or anything. Although he's up there. Big Boss Man is a cool name. <laughs> yeah. Bam Bam Bigelow. Still not as cool as Sergeant Slaughter. No, it's really not. It's really... You can't... CM Punk. I always thought that was a cool name, but I mean, so like, what indie. the hell does CM mean? Chick magnet. Chipmunk. I don't know. <laughs> Cookie monster. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't go. I really can't you. think of anything better than Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter, I guess front and center. Welcome yeah. to Mount Rushmore, sir. All right, folks. Well, that is our Mount Rushmore of best wrestling names. And now, Quinn, it's time for me to pick one of the worst. And I'm going to start it off with one that I've never liked. We don't ever talk about this, but here's a name I've never liked. It's a notable wrestler, 
and it is the big show. <laughs> well, it's a big because it's a show. I, yeah, I, I hate that name too. It's a bad name, isn't it? I don't get it. Like he was a giant, <laughs> right? The giant was a good name in WCW yeah, for him. Um, that worked. I mean, the big here's, show. Here's the thing, though. What else would they call him? Like, the, in all honesty, the like, giant Paul White. Yeah, but they couldn't use the giant because he was called the trademarked. giant. <laughs> Can't well, trademark. They own Andre noun, the Giant. An adjective. Look at the adjective. What would they call him? Andre the Giant Jr.? No, WCW tried to do that. No, but they did. They couldn't call him Andre the Giant Jr. Well, they wouldn't do that, first yeah. of all. But do you remember when he came in? I don't know if you remember this. Maybe some fans will. His initial nickname for like three weeks, literally, was the Big Nasty Paul White. Oh, I thought it was the Big Show Paul White no. all along. Then it became the Big Show Paul White. And then it became just the Big Show. Why did they ever show. think it would be a good idea to keep Paul White? Give it up for Paul White! That's what I don't... <laughs> I don't that, know. Are they trying to pull, like, a Scott Hall there or something? <laughs> like, I don't understand that one. The reason I don't like the name, like, it does convey that he's big. You know, he's big, right? Right. Show? <laughs> he's not a show. He's he a like wrestler. like a spectacle yeah. or something? Maybe. Like, is that what they're going for? I just... That's I also know, the name man. of Todd Pettengill's radio show. I, <laughs> the big show. But is it the worst? I don't know. What do you have? When I think of these bad names, I think of, like, Bastion Booger or something. Like, <laughs> well, how is that threatening in any way? And what the fuck even is a Bastion Booger? It's someone that's really a Bastion is someone that's, you know, really good or adept at something, right? Right. Like a Bastion but of humanity. Of boogers? He was disgusting. <laughs> I can't I, I, I can't justify it. He, did he even pick his nose? Was he, that part of it? Like he probably picked his nose and ate it for all I remember. I Quinn. don't remember, but but I thought that was eating food. Like like he did eat a lot. Shouldn't have been like I don't know. Like it's alliterative though. It's stupid. <laughs> it is really bad. But is it worse than test? Test, yeah, test is stupid. Test, test is stupid. <laughs> Think yeah. about it. like not the well, test, but, not like the test. Andrew Martin. Well, is it like a test to beat him? I guess it's like an SAT score. But here's the thing. Is he was test right? Yes. But like that's to that would imply like that he's some like veteran wrestler, like right. he's the benchmark. <laughs> yeah. Test. But he was always portrayed as like some young up and coming guy. Right. So it never made any sense to me. It would have been a decent, not great nickname if it was like Andrew, because that's his real name, Andrew the Test Martin. That's yeah. better. Yeah. But just test. Yeah. That's like something that a kid at school doesn't want to take. It's not a good wrestler name. <laughs> test? Yeah. Like, re- who are you fighting? Test? What's this guy? World champion. Test? Yeah. Like, real. it doesn't even what sound you, good. You know what's one that comes to mind? Because I just always thought it was a weird name for, like, what he was. And he was not, like, anything ever that big. What? But he's probably big enough and known. Remember Monty Brown? <laughs> who? He was, like, that guy that did the pounce he was like a football player looking dude monty brown monty brown i don't remember it he was i don't know he just i know of, the name he, i don't remember who it was he did the pounce that I was don't remember move. the pounce okay well then we won't include him but it, it is a i just always thought it was a weird name worse than rad radford yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that that i'll give this to rad radford at yeah. least met the character i guess like, so <laughs> how about zip <laughs> zip makes no sense it's his, it's his only his name because he's just skip skip and zip rhyme you know what i never liked either x-pac i actually liked it only because of course no only because he actually explained it the day he became x-pac because he was six or six right pack. he's like enough with the numbers i'm x-pac like mm. 
that's fine. What about this? While Badass Billy Gunn was a good name. Yeah. Mr. Ass. I'm a nice man. I think actually, if you if you no. want the one is a worse name. The one Billy Gunn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Billy Gunn is okay. I don't mind Billy Gunn. That's okay. Yeah. Mr. Ass was his actual name for a little while. Wait. In did like ninety nine, removed yeah. the Billy. He was Gunn. just Mr. Ass. That's pretty. I'm bad. I'm not saying it's good. Road Dog is pretty bad too. Yeah, but the, I get that one. Like, I get it. He was a he was roadie, roadie, and it's kind of cool actually. I, I don't think it's a bad name or anything. What about One Two Three Kid? That one's kind of lazy. Like it is, right? Yeah, it's like oh, we gotta win <laughs> one, two, three, kid. That's your name. <laughs> he was like the Thunder Kid or something before that. What, what was he? What was he like when he was uh, just a jobber? Li- he was Lightning, Lightning Kid. kid. Was his main yeah. name. That's a much better name than yeah. one, two, three, kid. Yeah, it is. All right, I have one for you. Okay, the more mainstream, less yeah. mid nineties crap. Triple H. If you think about the name, because remember, we're talking about names, right? I get it. If you hear the name and you're not really a big wrestling fan, you don't know that from 95 to 97, he was called Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Here's where I think that name is broken. H. The thing that's broken about the name mm. is the fact that they spell it with the T R I P L E instead when, of three H's. Yeah, three H's makes right. more sense because you're like, oh, what's his like? You want to like find out like what's his name? Like, right, right. As a name, it means nothing. It doesn't say anything about his character. No, it doesn't sound like a wrestler. I mean, it did when it was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Right, and even yeah. that is Vince being like, oh, you know, like uh, Leonia Helmsley, you know, yeah. and Patty Hearst, and, and Hunter is a pretentious. Yeah. Yeah, fucking well, it makes sense. It's just name. a rich guy. Yeah, like, but when it became Triple H and the triple was just spelled out, yeah, it means nothing. It's a very bad uh, ring name, and it's a prominent one. That's why I'm suggesting it because yeah. this guy is the C, whatever he is in real life, C C O. I mean C O O. Sorry, C O O. C O O. And also is a multiple time world champion and thinks he's the best wrestler ever. And his name is fucking Triple H. So let me let me explain this. <laughs> <laughs> in the in the lore of great wrestlers, you have Harley, Race, Rick, Flair, Hulk, Hogan, right? They're all Steve, names. Austin, Randy, Savage, Triple H. <laughs> that might, on all those merits, have to go in there. I'm not saying we have to put it in right away, but think about that one, Michael. You got one for me? One thing I, one of them that I think of, I know again, where it's just a jobber name, but I always just thought it was weird, especially what he is like. What? Like Max Moon, like what? <laughs> it was short for Maximilian Moons. Is that real? Yeah, but it's not good. <laughs> Why is he called that? Was he from know. the moon? Like, yeah. wait, really? He's from the future, I think, or something. <laughs> he had the jetpack. Well, I thought Techno Team Two Thousand was from the future. <laughs> Travis and Troy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a shitty name. That's really bad. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna stick to my guns hmm. here on Triple H Quinn. That's one of the worst big time wrestling names ever. Hmm. It really is. I'm, I'm serious. I mean, are we only considering big time names? Though? No, we're I not it was considering like all ring names. Like, we're not considering only big time, but it, I'm just saying that one sticks out like a Thor, a, a Thor thumb, <laughs> a sore thumb in terms of like wrestlers that actually are something and they have a shitty name. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to. It's a really bad name. If you didn't know what that was, you'd be like, "Why is this guy called Triple H?" Think about it's con- it. Yeah, it's confusing. I'll give you that. Triple H is his name. His name's actually Triple H. Yeah, that's what they call him. 
it's he's not hunter hearst helmsley anymore i'm so like uh i think okay you know what i think the only problem with it is it's like if what? you're a wrestling fan yeah here's the issue is that if you're say you're a wrestling fan right and you've watched the whole time sure it makes a hundred percent sense to you because you've watched him since he was hunter hearst helmsley fine that's the problem right it's like so if you've if you're consistent with the product and you know the product, yeah. you know why. And that's kind of a callback to you. It's like, a, you know, we're remembering that he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Sure. Right? Absolutely. And when Stephanie calls him Hunter on camera, it then makes it sense. makes sense. Fine. Like, Hunter, the WWF is my business. But in the same vein, if you're a wrestling fan, you know all of these great names and what they signify and what they mean. Like I said, like Hulk Hogan, like Bret Hart, you know, things yeah. like that. And then Triple H. So it works both ways, I guess. I I don't know. I'm I'm a little hazy with it, but are you really? Yeah, because I just I I, I do think it, it does deserve some merit for at least calling back to the original character. I always that was the one thing I liked about Triple H is that Hunter Hearst Helmsley is somewhere in the back of there. True, like Stephanie it, does still call him Hunter. Yeah, like. I don't know. It's not bad. I can't let him get away, but we can keep talking here. Okay. I'm not going to forget about him, though. Okay. Who, I, do you, who else did we have? I know you, you had proposed a couple more. Well, I said test. Yeah. I think that's really I think bad. Test is bad, actually. You think it's bad? Yeah. Is it worse than meat? Yeah, meat. 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 That's just that was his name. It wasn't a nickname. It wasn't like Sean Meat Stasiak. Yeah. It was meat. just meat. And then he was like had some odd relationship with, with like PMS. Jackie and yeah. Terry yes. and, and Ryan Shamrock, I think. Yeah. I she think involved. So. Yeah. Let's ask her. I can text her now and ask yeah. her. Um, what was meat? Wait, what was um meat? Beaver cleavage. Oh God. Yeah. He's coming up again. <laughs> yeah. Winky. Yeah. Winky himself. He, that name makes no sense <laughs> yeah. because you always bring that up. Here like, is why. Uh, yeah. Because Beaver Cleaver was the Leave It to Beaver character, right? <laughs> yeah. Beaver Cleavage <laughs> is obviously Vince Russo trying to be funny, but she yeah. was the one with the cleavage, not him. <laughs> yeah. So his name makes think, no sense. I think he's the clear cut winner, for, like as the first like George Washington pick here. <laughs> into Death Valley? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't that be more like the Benedict Arnold yeah, into Death I Valley? I don't know. He's, he's a traitor or something. <laughs> I don't know. You know what, Quinn? Beaver cleavage <laughs> into yeah. Death Valley. Yeah. You're dead. I couldn't even not like laugh. <laughs> laughter in the soundbite. Yeah. yeah. All right. Beaver cleavage is number one, but I think test and meat both deserve. Test and meat are in there. <laughs> you know what else was really bad? Yeah. And I know you're. You might not be as upset about it as I am. What? But okay. Do you remember the Spirit Squad? Yeah. Kenny from the Spirit Squad. He's like, I'm. I'm a real wrestler now, and each his name was Kenny Dykstra. And I'm going to tell you why yeah. that one bothers me. <laughs> there was a baseball player in the 90s. Well, wasn't that what it was supposed to be? Lenny Dykstra. Yeah. That's why it bothered me, because it's such a stupid thing and so lazy. <laughs> Don't choke on your Coke there. <laughs> to name yourself after a mediocre, kind of good baseball player. Was it had something to do because he was like an athlete? In the I don't know. I'm trying, to like, stupid. I'm trying to put two and two together. That like, name always pissed me off. It doesn't make it one of the worst, though. No. But it always pissed me off. But you know what name I don't like? Mm-hmm. The Rock. Why? I, I don't get this. Because The Rock yeah. is only called The Rock because his original name was Rocky. My, this is similar to the Triple H problem that we're having. I don't think it's a problem because I think 
that like just the name the rock is always cool like there's no is it yes it's like they 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 called don morocco don the the rock morocco or but whatever he was a rock he yeah, was but the a rock big was a stone rock. carved mountain the rock was mainly an asshole yeah that talked about shoving stuff sideways up your butt yeah but he was he thought of himself as so so cool that like he was the rock of the WWE. Like he was. He You're was, reading like, too much into that. I don't know. He only started calling himself the Rock when he got that like cool shiny shirt character with the sunglasses. <laughs> no, and in ninety late ninety seven, he became the Rock. But I, I know I'm not going to convince you of it. So that's we're not going to. We're not going to. Like, folks, let us know what you think of the Rock as a ring name. That's but fine as a name, Edge. I have no problem with that name. I think that's really? a very cool name. You like the fact that there was a wrestler named after the guitarist of U two. Yeah, but he looks like a rock star. The guy, I've told you this before. He looks like... You have. he, And you said you agreed with it. He I looks did. like a freaking rock star. What What else? Like, that makes sense. But on the edge of what? What's he on the edge of? No, Why is his name Edge? No, no, no. It's kind of like... Um, what does it sting, mean? right? Like, the, 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 not the, not the wrestler. No. But it's like... My it's just like a cool rock star name. Like, it's just Edge. You, sting. You think you know him. <laughs> <laughs> you think you know him <laughs> and also he also had cooler names when he was like the rated r superstar edge <sighs> i hate the name but again i know there's no convincing you and we we can't have the show go on for three hours right. so i'm gonna fine fine okay yeah. fine i yeah. won't the miz hate it yeah what is a miz quinn why don't you tell me what a miz is well his last name is Mizarian, right so what well it's just like a cool like bro name you know like you know, like your friends call you like a nickname, like they call me Quinn. Like, <laughs> true. You know what I mean? Your like, name is Mike. Quinn. Yeah, Mike, Michael. Michael Quinn. Quinn right? It, it, true. They're, what are they going to call him, Mike Mazarian? That's Mike. his wrestling name. Like that's stupid. It's not that bad. It's just something that developed over time. It's kind of like The Rock, which I don't like. But I like it. I like that. That's fine. Okay, fine. Like, and we, that's why Triple H still fits because it's just like I hate it. it developed over time. It's like a it's like a nickname that came about instead of it has history to it, you know? Okay, fine. Do you have any more or else I think we're gonna want to put meat in there. About like <laughs> Dino Bravo or something like <laughs> that's that. Okay. What like what? It's just supposed to sound like kind of pompous, kind of cool in the same yeah, breath. I guess. It's not I, too bad. I'm not yeah. saying he's a good wrestler, but it's not yeah. that bad. Do you, yeah. have, do you have any? I don't know. Like, meat and test are really, like... Meat I almost want to just, like, put really them bad. right in there. I like, know. I almost do, too. Damien Demento. Even that kind of sounds yeah, in- okay. intriguing. Yeah, I guess. If nothing else, it's, like, intriguing. You now, know what I mean? If Austin was eventually called Frosty McFreeze or yeah. whatever they were going to call him, that <laughs> would have been... Ice Dagger. Yeah. What about Glacier? It only makes sense because of his character. See, it actually does make what, sense. What, what, he was like Sub Zero, but they couldn't call him Sub Zero. So, did he those... ever freeze anyone? <laughs> was he slow? Like, yeah. I, I don't understand. Yeah, his debut took like eighteen months. What, what about Mongo McMichael? That's just cool. I love that name. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, because he's like his character is like a football player, right? So like Mongo is such a football player-y name. Like that's just so like it is. You're right. Like, I can't it, argue it, that. that. It, his he literally comes in with like football jersey on and stuff. Like ah, I'm gonna kick your yeah. ass. Yeah, yeah. Remember that. he had his number on his coat and <laughs> yeah, everything. Like yeah, doofus. Literally is a football player. What about IRS? <laughs> I mean, that's he not is good, a tax right? man. Yeah, I know, but what a stupid name. Yeah. Um, yeah, Test and meat are hard to justify, and Mor- I know... Mortis. 
It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's not bad. Wrath. They're all fine. Yeah. That whole era is okay. Tommy Dreamer. No, it puts him to sleep. Makes what? sense. What? Puts him to sleep. Yeah. He makes his opponents go to sleep. They're like his, the Sandman. His, <laughs> his finisher wasn't the sleeper. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's really not that bad. It's a bad. really stupid name, but I, it's Didn't fine. he wear like pajama pants when he first came? No, he wore like stripper the- Su- like suspenders to, I feel like there's something to Tommy Dreamer I'm not remembering he had a that... pretty boy gimmick before he wore oh, the t-shirt oh he's dreamy okay yeah that's fine then is yeah. it no if he's a pretty boy he's a you, you're dreaming about him you know that, or the ladies are at least <laughs> <laughs> ladies love cool Tommy yeah test and meet test and meet both of them yeah fuck it just fuck get it. them out both of both of them <laughs> test and meet alright we got a double going in folks and another one So we're really saying something about Vince Russo and the Attitude Era in 99. Yeah, these are some <laughs> shitty names. All within the same span of time, we've got Beaver Cleavage, Test, and Meat. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. So folks, obviously remember to tell us. We're, we're doing this on the fly. We might be missing stuff, so let us know what you think. Right. We got one more, Michael. Yes, we do. Triple H. Triple H. The Big Show. The Big Show. That's not very good. What about like... Seamus. Yeah, I was thinking Seamus too. But I, I get it. Yeah. He's Irish. Yeah. JBL is shitty because it's just initials. I don't yeah, like initials and things that here's don't. The th- here's the thing with the initials in that case. Yeah. Just in that specific case. Like, that's such a douchey rich person name. Okay. Like, I, fair, I get fair it enough. for the you, character. You like, it. yeah, like. That's fine. That's just so, like. I won't argue it. Yeah, Texas rich man, like okay. JR. Yeah, like, like was, JR, yeah. right. JR Ewing. Yeah, exactly. Not Jim Ross. Not Jim Ross. Um, yeah, okay. I can't. Yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. You know, it's a stupid one. Mm. Um, This guy was in, well, he was in TNA and WWE. What? The Pope. Elijah Burke, but he was like he. But when he yeah. called himself the Pope, but I don't get it. Elijah like, Burke is not a bad name. No, but honestly, the, but he only goes by the Pope anymore. What about Cute Kip? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Cute Actually, Kip. do you know why that why that was his name? Yeah, he was with the what's her the beautiful people. The beautiful yeah, people, it made yeah. Sense, that made a hundred percent sense. I know, it's just funny. Cute yeah. Kip. Cute Kip. <laughs> It's a good. It's actually good. It's not good. It makes sense when you're when you're basically like the little bitch boy for the the ladies. Like, yeah, but let's not like, get carried away in our praise here of it. Battle Cat. <laughs> what a waste yeah. of a good wrestler too, Brady Boone. Oh yeah, that was Brady Boone, wasn't it? Yeah, and then it was Bob Bradley. I'm yeah. ill. Battle Cat. Battle Cat. <laughs> well, is he a cat? He wore a cat mask, but that I was about it, it. I guess it sort of makes sense. Avatar. That was Leaf Cassidy. Avatar. Oh, Leaf Cassidy is a Leaf, bad name too. <laughs> Al Snow, but that was fine. That was that's fine. Yeah, Al Snow's okay. Isaac Yankum is stupid, but it's a gimmick name, so I'm not as upset it's, about okay, it. Okay, the problem is, is it's like you got to find something that doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, Triple H. I still think Bastion Booger doesn't make sense to like if he is an eating guy. Like, why is he not like Fatty McSlob? I don't know. Like, why is it not food related? Like hamburger or something. <laughs> like I don't like. You know what I mean? Like, like doesn't that make more sense though? Hamburger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, now WCW had one. I think it was called the. Uh, it was the Spider-Man ripoff called Arachnaman. That's pretty bad. <laughs> Arachnaman. Yeah, but I mean, he, that's very literally what he is, right? <laughs> what about PN News or whatever? Yeah. What does PN stand for? Is it, he was the rapper guy, right? Yeah. I don't get that. Like what? I don't know. Mabel. 
<laughs> yeah, no, Mo. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mo. Fucking Mo. Fucking Mo. Are we putting it in? Beaver cleavage, <laughs> test, meat, and Mo. <laughs> Sounds Mo? like the three stooges. Why you? I was. You know what's funny about Mo is I had thought about him earlier in this de- thing and I forgot Mo. about it. I forgot about him. Mo is Mo is pretty bad. Mabel's bad, but Mo. <laughs> you know what's amazing about that tag team? Mo. It's you've already got a really bad name, right. and then they found a worse name. With a worse nondescript wrestler, <laughs> can you find a, 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 a more like nondescript, less important wrestler than Mo? Yeah, Mo is bad. Mo, fuck it. Yeah, Mo. Mo. He was a he was a notable tag team. <laughs> yeah, he, he qualifies. So let's put <laughs> Mo. No Mo. <laughs> so we've got Beaver Cleavage Test Meat. Yeah. Mo, Mo, <laughs> folks. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how you top that list, uh, folks. Let us know what you think. <laughs> you can do that by tweeting at us at OVP Podcast. Email us at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. Go to our website, OVP Podcast.com, or go to our Facebook group and leave us a message. Yeah, we'll be back with Mo right after this. You think you know me, Emily? What's that? What are you shaving me with today? Now, now, calm down. This is edge protective shave. Foam, you call that protection? Why does he do this to me? Now, now, come back. Edge is a unique gel that puts down a coat of protective lubrication first before it turns into a rich wet lather. Protects against snicks and cuts better than bubbly foams. And you shave closed. And edge comes in menthol, too. Friends again. Edge gel makes a difference. Friends. Your friend will agree. Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. All right, boys, let's get to it. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, episode number 32, May 22nd, 2017. Michael Quinn, guess what? What? We're reviewing something. Oh, you know what we're delving into today, folks? Oh boy, this is uh, this is interesting. Actually, this is UWF Fury Hour number ten. Now, this deserves some explanation. Now, when was this? Like December, no, early no, December of ninety. Okay, early December nineteen ninety. We don't have the exact date. Okay, here's what this is, folks. Now, there were two promotions named the UWF. That is the Universal Wrestling Federation. Now, yeah, this confused me a lot because wasn't the Bill Watts yes. thing UWF or whatever? In the mid-80s, Bill Watts renamed Mid-South to Universal Wrestling Federation, UWF. However, by 1990, this fella named Herb Abrams, a very eccentric, quirky fellow. <laughs> He's quite eccentric <laughs> from what I saw. He decides to start a wrestling promotion. And I'm going to give the dude credit. He actually had an impressive package here. He got some big names and, and not even too washed up, which we'll see. Well, <laughs> and some up and comers, though, Quinn. Yeah, we'll see that. Now, the UWF was around until 1996. What? Yeah. Wait, this shit? <laughs> Are you serious? I am serious. Was it like on every week till 1996? I don't know, but it was around until 96. Now, Herb Abrams died in June of 96. Wait a second. Is this like some kind of mafia thing or somebody killed him? No, he was high on cocaine and was naked in baby oil, swinging a baseball bat at one of his girlfriends. And the cops called him and took him into custody. What? And then he had a heart attack. No way. This is real. That's not a real story. Totally true. 
Are you fucking serious? June of 96. I mean, he looks crazy here, but like... Yeah. Not like that kind of crazy, though. I thought <laughs> maybe he was a little eccentric, but... <laughs> so that's so just wait, a little he background. Had a heart attack getting arrested. After he was arrested in police custody, he had a heart attack, probably from all the cocaine that he had been doing. Now, this is a very interesting show, folks. The and fuck? <laughs> and I did not know this. I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm absorbing this. it. As this is why we do this. Yeah. Now, Quinn, before we go through the show, we'll just a very brief summary. This is not as bad as it sounds it would be. No. It's we'll actually say that up front. quite entertaining. It's actually very refreshing, especially after, thank you, Richard Bland, last week having to do freaking challenge from 95. Yeah. This was a nice change of pace. Uh, we love you, Richard. I'm just saying. Now, we got this from the YouTube channel Mabel Mania. <laughs> Speaking of Mo. <laughs> so, folks, we start off with a on-screen graphic that says feet, <laughs> fists, and fury. Why? And Quinn, you noted it looks yeah, like... It looks like something very specific from the WWF in the 90s. Yes. Uh, the Stridex logo. Yes. So, we get a recap of Chief J. Strongbow versus Cactus Jack. But it's not the Chief J. Strongbow from the 70s and 80s, Quinn. This confused the shit out of me. Yeah, me too. Okay, so let me explain here. Go ahead. I kept saying, like, wow, Chief J. Strongbow looks, like, really young. Like, and, like, the whole show. Yep. We, I didn't realize until later. Exactly. And I was like... What the fuck happened? Like, he was, like, all fat and shitty and with Tatanka and, and that other thing. Yeah. And I was like, what? How did he, like, what did he come through? Like, a time machine or something? <laughs> right. And, like, the whole show up here? And we're, so we find out it's actually his son. Yes. Joe Jr. However, they just call him right. Chief J. Strongbow. And so they, he, it's the same gimmick. It's, yep, nothing's different. The same. Yeah. Everything is no, the it's same. It's not even acknowledged. Like, Bruno... Like, it's like acting like it's just yes. normal. Yes. So we get that recap of that. And Cactus is killing him until, of all people, David Sammartino runs in. And you had noted to me, Quinn, mm -hmm. David Sammartino was like all skinny. Yeah. Like, it okay, didn't so look like WrestleMania 1 David Sammartino. Here's the thing with David Sammartino is I knew he got skinnier because he made that WCW appearance. Yeah. And he was all skinny like right, that. Right, right. But I don't know what the hell happened because he used to be bloated before this. He did. And it, well, steroids. He went off the gas. Yeah. Well, I've heard that his dad got very pissed at him about the steroids. Probably because you need to be in good condition. Yeah. So then wild man Jack Armstrong runs in who to help Cactus. <laughs> who? Strongbow yells at Cactus. So we have a grudge match today. Now this intro. <laughs> Quinn, this intro is something. This looks like it's on cocaine. Yeah. Because one of the things is like there's this UWF logo in the middle of the screen. And it's like rainbow colored <laughs> or something. But there's like faded pictures of the wrestlers. But you can't really see them. It's no, like they're, they're very hazy. It's like if you were high and you like, yeah. were fading Yo, out or something. Great, yeah, bro. Yeah. So there's a lot of pictures of like, you know, you got the Hollywood sign, a lot of LA landmarks. Yeah. It's very long. It's like four minutes. Yeah. What is this intro? I don't know. Why is it so long? <laughs> so we are hosted by the, the, the promoter himself, the man, Herb Abrams and as Quinn alluded to Bruno San Martino yeah. very good condition Herb. I may have spoiled a little bit but it <laughs> is okay. Bruno San Martino himself good condition <laughs> it's like we're watching championship wrestling yeah. or something God. with a crazy ass like Joey Styles <laughs> sounding like 
cocaine-ridden. Yeah. He's not a bad announcer. Yeah, though. he's not bad. He's, I'm sorry if you disagree, folks. I really didn't he, think he was really bad. Not that bad. He's really not bad. So last week, <laughs> Brian Blair really oh was God. attacked by. Why can't we escape this guy in 1990? Yeah. Bob Orton. Bob Orton. By the way, he's awesome as usual. He is. Like he is. I have no problem with him, but it is kind of remarkable that he's like everywhere at this point. Nawa was from the summer of '90. Yeah, from like the you know this few guy episodes just ago. Didn't care did he? he <laughs> and just, he's like, I'll go to this. Yeah, it's like <laughs> oh, they, no, you need some help over there. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like Ben Hurt or something in the <laughs> Secrets of Wrestling last week. <laughs> ben Hurt. Yeah. So Brian Blair is attacked by Bob Orton while Coach John Tolos is. Yeah. Dick- around in the ring so coach is back huh <laughs> yeah i didn't think we were ever gonna run into him yeah, except for SummerSlam and like rushmore like worst managers or mm-hmm. something remember that yeah so we get a promo with blair and he's yelling he's got this lady named honey with him and he's okay. yelling he's yelling about how orton headbutted this girl named well, honey he did because i don't need people like you bob orton headbutting a woman from behind so she's just sitting there in a chair during Blair's so, promo. Yeah, she's sitting there in the chair like she's like paralyzed or something <laughs> from a headbutt. Like she's not even like holding her head. She's like fine. She's, she's just like sitting. Dude, she's like he's like staring in this chair. Don't, don't move. And, and then, then yeah, Quinn, you say to me, "Get it? She's honey, and he's a bee." Right. <laughs> that's that's what immediately occurred to me. I'm like, oh my god, they named his girl because he's a killer bee, but they can't say he's a killer bee. Right. So his girlfriend's honey. That's not bad, actually. But then who wanders in? Captain Lou. I would say he saunters in, <laughs> strolls in, and, and he like. Just kind of like starts patting her yeah, and like he does nothing of note. He's like, are you okay? Like he's not even being loud or bombastic. Yeah, he's like the compassionate. It's very not Captain Lou. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very like, weird. Are you okay, honey? You yeah. Good? No, you sit still, honey. Just sit still. Relax. No, I'm gonna go. Thanks, Captain. So then, anyway, you ever hear green screens? Because this is filmed in front of a black screen. <laughs> yes, it's very weird. Usually, a green screen they put like you know space or. <laughs> Uh, the fans, the desert, the desert, or something. But it's just literally just a green screen of a black screen. It's really weird. Yeah. Then we throw to a promo with Orton and Coach, and it's actually a very funny promo. Yeah. Orton's funny. He's the whole like time. posing and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's and not bad. Quinn, you said to me, Coach looks older than he did at SummerSlam. Yeah, he. I, I don't. It's like he de-aged or he got some work done by the time SummerSlam rolled around the next year. But and then Coach actually talks. You really think you know how to wrestle? What do you know about wrestling? Yeah, I've never heard him talk other than his whistle before this. So <laughs> This is great. I had no problem with this that promo. Bad. I'll tell you what's not great. Our opening contest, it's Larry Zabisco with the AWA world title. How is that okay? And Herb now, Abrams says it too. Okay, so is the AWA like, what is the deal with them at this point? They're in going 90? out of business. They're, right. they're like, it's December. They're like out of business. They have to be like out of. Like, but Larry still had the belt. So he just got to carry that shit around. I think so. They were at a, They were done by December nine. I know they were. That's why. Like yeah. I think the the supercard challenge or whatever that shit was <laughs> yeah, from the, the a- cha- double dare, double team challenge. What was it called? <laughs> AWA double dare. Uh, the, ta- the I don't know. Tag the, team champion cha- challenge series. Sure. Tag team challenge series. I think is what I, I think you're right. But uh, Zabisco anyway is fighting some geek. They don't say his name. I they don't really don't. Is. Yeah. Bruno does not like Larry Zabisco, and it's probably Quinn because Larry Zabisco kept wandering in bruno's yard yep as larry famously told us in his hall of fame did, how is this guy in the hall of fame <laughs> he yeah, that, sucks here he he always he's sucks. not even anything he's really not that he's good. just the guy that wears the belt too high up his waist 
Yeah. Did you notice that? I did. Yeah. And he also looks like Craig T. Nelson from Coach <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Or Jim well, Belushi. the coach is in this company, too, so I guess <laughs> we got a bunch of coaches no, running so around. Herb's like, yeah, Larry's got the AWA belt, but I want to see if he can win the UWF belt. <laughs> and I say he's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so then, of course, skinny David Sammartino wanders out, and Herb's, like, yelling about it, like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's David Sammartino. Hey, Bruno, David, your son has appeared in the ring again this week. Yeah, that big superstar, David Sammartino, from Ugh. WrestleMania 1 in some unnotable Ugh. match. Awful. Stallfest, of course, because it's Larry Zbysko. Yeah. And I know I noticed, when this arena, I use that term lightly, you said it might look like a hotel conference room, like the Comfort Inn. Yeah, something like the Comfort Inn. It's like, it's like you know, like every hotel has like a conference room where people <laughs> yes. can meet. It's like that, but like with a ring in the middle of it and the fans. But if you notice, the reason why I think it's a conference room is because the fans are only, there's like three or four rows <laughs> yeah. in certain areas. It's bad. Yeah. It, it doesn't look yeah. good, but the show is produced very well. Right. I'll give them that. It's much better than Nawa. It's much better than even AWA probably was. Yeah, by like, 90. Yeah. Absolutely. The ref is really fat. You notice mm-hmm. that? Mm, yeah kind of looks like lefty from lucha yes his <laughs> so, last name's hernandez too but i that's not lefty's last name right no it's not lefty borden so we get a horrible suplex by larry he didn't even protect him quinn yeah <laughs> nothing i guess he didn't watch La- the, uh, the, the secrets of wrestling it looked like a botch and <laughs> it looked like they didn't follow the secrets of wrestling special <laughs> i don't know what the fuck they were thinking there uh, so larry wins with a <laughs> this fucking is good abdominal stretch now folks <laughs> I swear I thought it was a rest hold so I like started just fast forwarding slightly yeah you, you literally went like I want to say like 10 seconds yeah, like to just see like if we can get past a little bit of it yeah that was the finish he beat him with an abdominal strength yep. abdominal and Herb's stretch. all young that's it that's it like, yeah all like excited and I, I was like why does Herb talk like a orthodontist or something <laughs> he's like, oh, that's it. Okay. That's it, Dad. That's, that's it. it. That's it, Dad. Okay. <laughs> so then we get commercials. We get a commercial for the Nordic track, and it's just like some slob on the couch. Well, here's the thing. When he gets up, he actually isn't a slob. <laughs> it's so. weird. And he's got the high socks. And, and his dog's like all happy for yeah. him. <laughs> it's like, good job on that Nordic track there. But those Nordic track commercials, they were like long. This that, was like four minutes. Well, see, that was their advertising method, though. It was supposed to be like an infomercial. I remember that about Nordic mm-hmm. track. So now, that was the, interesting. Did the Bowflex do that, too? Yeah, but we don't like to talk about the Bowflex on this show, so. <laughs> anyway, we cold cut right back to Louis Spicoli, you Rad what? Radford speaking of him. Yeah. How he, did Rad Radford make two appearances on this program today? I don't know, but he's singing the theme from New York, New York. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. Yeah, and he's more like a pretty boy. Like, he's not... Yeah. That's what's weird to me. He's like, I'm, like, I'm the cutest one. Yeah, it's like... What? Huh? You're fucking <laughs> you're, you're Rad Louis, Radford. You're Louis Spicoli. You're the one like, that was... Like, your name is that here, and yeah. that's a crap name for, like, a pretty boy. You were the one that was so fat, the body Donnas didn't even want to deal with you. Oh, remember? He was, like, the shitty body Donna? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we get, unfortunately, Colonel De Beers mm. versus some fat slob that Quinn and I loved... Yeah. This fat jobber looked like the fat kid. He looked like the fat guy from Pee Wee. He Um, did. Remember the one with the tub and he had the mole on his face? He looked like that guy. Remember he had the tub and he was playing with the toy boats and he was a rich kid? I really wanted this guy to win. because He even had the red pants. He did? Like that guy. This guy was awesome, but obviously Colonel De Beers is the superstar here. But So we cut then. Mm. Now, Colonel De Beers, folks... 
He has a South African apartheid gimmick, I guess you yeah. would say, right? Yeah. And he's white. And so he is a racist, apparently. That's the this, gimmick here. I couldn't believe that this was a thing in Herb, 1990. Hey, Herb was willing to pull no punches. And there's signs in the crowd, by the way, to hint at this. There's like, yeah. we don't like this racist or something. Right, like, which, like, literally, it says racist. Which they shouldn't like racist. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's but it good. Was, it was just it's a good thing. No, it's not like they're promoting anything like awful they're, here. They're being right about it. They're being right about it, but it's very edgy. For 1990. 1990. It's very, like, I'm very surprised. Yeah, absolutely. So we go to the referee, Larry Sampson, and he's with Herb Abrams, and Herb's like, here, I have a um, some paperwork here for you to sign to suspend Colonel De Beers for 180 days. And Larry Sampson's like, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not going to. I, it was weird. It was weird because I didn't know if they were going for, like, he was bullied or if he yeah, wanted to know. get... But the other way it could have they could have been saying is that he was going to get even himself. Correct. Like, I think that was the implication. Yeah, I couldn't tell, though, like, in all honesty, because yeah. it was actually... It was done well because it was left uh, a mystery. Yeah, yeah. Open-ended. Like, it was like, was was he talked out of it or was he, like, going to... He's going to take care of business. He's going to take care of business. Right. It could have been either or, so... I do know this, though, when the ref has a Ricky Morton mullet... <laughs> Weird. Yeah, this ref is something all right. I've got to say, Quinn, De Beers looks like someone's dad in Ohio after like a Little League game. <laughs> yeah. Just like shitty hair, no shirt, like camo pants. Camo pants. Like, oh, my team, my son's team lost. Yeah, he looks like he wants to go hiking or something. I yeah. don't know. Drinking. Yeah. So Fatty gets some offense and everyone's all happy yeah, about like the fat guy. I will say this is a proper heel because anything yeah. like against him, like it there was, was awesome. people like really upset in the crowd. And I don't blame them. Of all races. Yeah, no, yeah, like, like, like people that you think would agree with the beers yeah, <laughs> yeah. were upset. Of all like everyone, yes. women, children. Everyone's upset at yeah, the beer. Like, it's a good heel. I'll yeah. give them that. So big fat guy gets thrown off the top rope. And <laughs> it's more like Colonel De Beers versus Colonel Cholesterol. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm laughing at my own joke. Yeah. <laughs> so then there's like a top rope, like a head shove <laughs> by De Beers, and it gets Basically, the win. Yeah. And Quinn, and this you, is my favorite part. This is my so that you know mullet ref yeah. Ricky Morton the ref or whatever. Yeah. He guts on the ground right, and he counts like like if you wanted to hear like the sound of it, it's this. That it's there's literally like it's the lightest three count I've like, ever seen. He's like he's like tiptoeing with yeah. his like the ends of his fingers like yeah. as slow as possible and trying not to make any noise. <laughs> it's really like, strange. Yeah. So then De Beers twirls his shitty mustache, yeah. and there's a lot of real heat going. on. I mean, on. there is people mad. Like yeah, it, like everyone. It's like they're good yelling gimmick. at him and I'll stuff. Him yeah. I'm sure he got his comeuppance. I don't think Herb was stupid. There's no way. Right. Like, this is like this crowd's pissed. Yeah, and it worked really well. By the way, this is in filmed in Marina del Rey, California. Uh so we get the wild thing <laughs> versus Louis Spicoli. Now Wild Thing comes out in this elaborate entrance. He's hugging people, picking up kids, yeah, it's holding it. up some junky t-shirt. Yeah, like, at, I don't know why he, he's so over, because we find out a little bit later that he might not be as over <laughs> yeah. as they portray him. Right. He's also dressed like Marty Jannetty. And kind I don't, of. I don't mean that in a good way. Yeah, sort of. Like a jacket. It's like, like a rocker angle, kind yeah. of, or like gimmick. But he sucks. Yeah. So Spicoli, though, is dressed like Jim Neidhart. That's the weird thing. I swear, like, I, literally, thought, I thought like Jim Neidhart had run off from WWF for a minute or something. Yeah, like he's got the pink tank top, the black pants with the stripe, stripe in the middle, yeah, but the stripe is green. It's green, he, yeah. But it's still Jim 
hard to tire. So anyway, we have the fat ref again. There's only two refs. There's it's, only two it's, refs. It's, it's mullet uh, and fat. Mullet and fat. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Lots of stalling again. The crowd is into the whole show, though. I'm going to give them that. Yeah, they're everyone, into the show. I will say everyone's maybe not over where they want them <laughs> no. in the right alignment, but they 500 are people over. are into it. You yeah. know. Then this is what you were talking about, Quinn. The crowd chants, "Wild thing sucks." Yeah, and this I'm gonna. I, it might be a spoiler, but this isn't the first time that a face in this show gets booed. Right, like, really booed. This is true. Yeah, because so, Spicoli's clearly a heel. Yeah. Spicoli is not a face. Now, I, I have a very important question, Quinn. Yeah. Why would anyone, whether it's Herb Abrams or anybody, hire Bruno Sammartino to talk? Are these guys going to wrestle or are they going to... Uh-oh. I swear, like, I didn't get it when the WWF did it. <laughs> right. And, and the only rationale is that he was a former champion. Right. But why would anyone hire him again? <laughs> like, he's nothing now. He's not known By for his talking. no one gives a shit about Bruno San Martino. No offense, but... No, Steve Bennett does. <laughs> yeah. But nobody really gives a shit no. about Bruno San Martino. Uh, the good thing, Harp. Like, yeah. that's all this is. Yeah. Uh, here, the good, uh, doing the thing. Right. Like, like, great. I know you were a champion in, like, the fucking 60s and early 70s. Yeah. It's enough. Shut your mouth. Yeah. It's all in good condition all the time. Good condition, bodybuilder, good. Good for you. Anyway, so we get a nice kick by Louis Spicoli. It gets a two count. Wild thing (laughs) almost falls off the fucking top rope. It's interesting, though. He tries, doesn't he try to jump to the outside? Yeah, to the outside. For 1990 is crazy, but then he, like, fucks it all up. He almost falls off. Louis Spicoli, like, gets pancaked. Like, not in a good way, like like a botched way. And then some guy yells, he's a woman! Yeah. At Wild Thing. Yeah. <laughs> then we get an ugly-ass t- top rope splash back in the ring, and that gets a three-count for Wild Thing. Light three-count from the... Now, Another light three-count! So now this is a trend, right? Now Fatty is doing it. Yeah, so everyone just counts like... Like, I literally actually just, like, did, like, a soft clap into the mic. You can't exactly. Hear. But I said, you know, he's like the Roman Reigns of UWF. Wild They're thing. just pushing the shit out of him, and nobody <laughs> likes him. <laughs> so we get a promo for Bruno's book. They don't mention CODs, so maybe, so they, guess, maybe they take them. Uh, finally. We've finally. been waiting all these years for CODs to be... Someone yeah. needs to take CODs. <laughs> now we get a Gold's Gym commercial. It's for everyone. And by everyone, I mean Reggie Jackson. (laughs) No, really. TV cameras and going on and shit like that. Hulk Hogan. Brother. Carl Weathers. (laughs) So they're making excuses so they don't have to be the chump to get whipped in front of the whole civilized world. (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Dofo Wigno. Please get your hand out of my face and stop calling me Hulk. Judge Reinhold. (laughs) What? Well, it looks like we've got a mistrial. David Hasselhoff. Billy Crystal? <laughs> you little marvelous. Yeah. Don Rickles? What an evening, Mike. It's so it's good to see you. I didn't know you were still on. Yo, yo. Yeah, yeah. This is the best one. Roseanne? <laughs> Roseanne. She never went to a gym? <laughs> well, I mean, don't be Quinn. so unfair to Roseanne. She did lo- lose a lot of weight in the mid-90s. Not in 1990. Not by that point. The Roseanne picture they show is like the Roseanne with the short hair and crappy she doesn't point. belong in a Gold's Gym commercial. She belongs in a Rolls Gold commercial. <laughs> it was like it was like the picture they showed was like season two, Roseanne. I would say just about. 
we get a nice promo from B. Brian Blair for the UWF merch. Right. Maybe this is why the Sheik hates Brian Blair <laughs> for doing this shit. This commercial's terrible. There's like, like three confused kids wearing horrible white t-shirts. I swear the kids, like, they, they were know, literally they pulled have... in after one of these tapings. Yeah. Like, there's a girl on the left and she does She's just like, what? She's what wearing the Paul Orndorff shirt. Now, there's one wearing a shirt. Uh, for... Dangerous Danny Spivey. Who, unfortunately, we don't see because I love Whale Mercy. However, <laughs> on the shirt, I swear, yeah, and he Quinn's lo- right. He looks exactly like John Cena. He does like jean shorts. Yeah, like all muscly and like a crew cut. So, folks, if you're out there and you can find that shirt, please send it to Quinn. Yeah, because he would love that shirt. I would just write John Cena on it in yeah. like magic marker, and I could <laughs> use it right now. <laughs> so we come back to the actual show, and we get Captain Lou's corner. It's not much of a corner as much as a green screen, is it? <laughs> Captain Lou's part of this warehouse <laughs> yeah. where they film this. Hey, Paisanos. Yeah. He brings in Don Morocco. Yeah. And Quinn, you noted to me, he's starting to turn into his ECW version. So I don't know what happened to Don Morocco, but like, <laughs> it's like his face like morphed or something <laughs> like like I don't know if he got work or something, but like he's starting to look different. Like, not like Don Morocco in WBF, like Don Morocco when he was in ECW. Yeah. Like, and, and that's not just a weight thing. It's like his right. face. Yeah. Like, less superstar and more supersize. Yeah. He's been in New Zealand recently. Do you know that? Great. What was he talking <laughs> about? with Tony Gurria. Yeah. I was just going to say sailor tattoo himself. Uh, they say nothing else of note. And he's a face, by the way, Don Morocco. So then we get, <laughs> this was awesome, Bruno and Herb. <laughs> this is at like a wooden table, the kind that break in Secrets of Wrestling. Yeah, the, the, the fake kind. The fake table. Yeah. In front of a green screen that says box office. So the green screen is like literally the outside of a, of box, like, office. Of a box office. So, there's, so you're telling me we're supposed to think they're sitting outside. At this table. In the sun. Right. Like as they've been inside before. Yeah. On a, like, just, like, somebody set up a fucking, like, folding like, table. Like for they're to... selling lemonade out there yeah, or something, like, you know? Literally, like, they're so, that's, I think that's the best, that's the most accurate thing. <laughs> and they're just hyping, like, buy the tickets or whatever. Buy tickets, basically. Then we get a hair club for men commercial, and you can get the free book. It has a bibliography. Bibliography, and also um, the more thorough, sew the hair into your, like, ow, like, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. hurts just saying it. I don't want anything sewn onto my yeah. head. Now, I have a question for you, Quinn. But mainly for all of you out there, did anyone that you know ever use the hair club for men? <laughs> I swear the only people that use it are the eight people in the commercials for it. I know somebody that used it. Who? The Fink. <sighs> Remember Cy Sperling, WrestleMania 10, my friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why didn't he keep that? Yeah, I agree. He didn't really use it. That must have been a toupee. Do you think it hurt? Like, and maybe he was no. afraid of getting it. I mean, like, for real. Like, Cy you, gave him the toupee to kind of show off, like, I bet you know, you, this is what you'd look like, Fink. Maybe that's what it was. And then he did, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm not buying that. Now, if anyone's going to break into your house while your rich, shitty husband is away on a business trip, <laughs> get an ADT alarm system, folks. I remember this commercial. You do? Yeah. I remember, like, everything, the command center that they show. That, <laughs> that looks like NASA. Yeah, it's like NASA. <laughs> The whole thing, and you know what's really funny here? The um, the dad, yeah. Like, you could tell this is like marketed towards rich people because oh, he totally. looks like Kevin McAllister's dad from from like you know, <laughs> from it, it, yeah, from that big that his dad. Did they ever say what Kevin McAllister's dad does in that movie? Because why are they so no. rich? Like it's really confusing. Actually, they're so rich, but they're like 
brother has to like house them in Paris or something, but they're like millionaires. Well, I think the implication is they can afford to to go to Paris. They paid for all those people. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? So they get free housing from the brother. But they bought like 13 plane tickets to Paris. Right. So And two of them, Kate and uh, Peter McAllister, were in first class. Don't forget. Well, and, and the uncle. Oh, and uh, Frank, because hi- yeah. they hide the crystal. And his and, wife, yeah. And uh, whatever. what's her name? Marie, I don't no, know. No, it's not Marie. His wife? Yeah. The uncle? Frank and... Um, Frank and Debbie? I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. The, the the pudgy mom. Yeah, she's nice, though. Yeah, she's really nice. He's not. Yeah. He's kind of assy. Yeah. Look what you did, you little jerk. So, anyway, we go back to the show here. We have the next segment, Ask the Wrestlers. So, this question is for Bruno Sammartino. Which wrestler gave you more trouble than anyone else? And this is from... <laughs> <laughs> this can't be real. Steve Stevens. <laughs> Parma, Ohio. Parma. Move over, Parma. Move over, Parma. <laughs> be my love to me tonight. Okay. Okay. Bruno now rambles on and on. As he is to do. Oh, God. Before deciding on... Ivan Koloff, Killer Kowalski, and Don Leo Jonathan. So basically, he doesn't even answer it. And I just go, what a ripoff, and what a waste of like three minutes or whatever this was. <laughs> well, the, you know, that thing that the, the Don Leo Jonathan, but also Killer Kowalski, Ivan Koloff, everyone gave me a hard time. I don't know. No I one. Don't, I don't really get... <laughs> That's like, like what it was. It literally was like... Uh, Herb was like, listen, um, listen, uh, we got to like, we got to like fill three minutes in this thing. And and then uh, can you fill it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's basically like what it was. Now, our next match, folks, is the Viking with literally the worst Viking head thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Versus some doofy jobber. They they don't say the names of the jobbers. Which is weird because I feel like all the promotions we watch at least say the names Even of the jobbers. Nawa. Yeah. Even Nawa. So, good condition, Hub. So, okay. <laughs> so, we didn't know who the Viking was because he had the hat mask He has like on. a horn. But it's and, like a mask. Yeah. Also. Yeah, it's got like that Roman kind of helmet with yeah. the nose guard and but everything. Also yeah. a Viking. He's yeah. like a Roman Viking. Yeah. So he takes off the thing, and Quinn, who is it? <laughs> Ludwig Borga. That's right. America's crumbling, Lex Logar. <laughs> this building is crumbling like America is crumbling. And basically, I feel like you and me just say America's crumbling over, over and over again. Like the whole match. <laughs> the, whole sh- the whole rest of the show. America's crumbling. America's crumbling. America is crumbling. Lex, Lex Lugar. Lugar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> we get Ricky, the Ricky yeah, Morton rep. No, Borga. <laughs> Borga has the white fuzzy boots, and he's got like a fuzzy bottom too. Yeah, Berserker Borga. <laughs> Berserker Borga. More good condition by Bruno. He's yeah. in good condition. All the whole match, he's like the Viking. Good condition. Marcus <laughs> crumbling. <laughs> Bruno could have said America's crumbling because he sounds like him. So a falling hug gets the pin for Borgo with an even lighter three count this like, time. Would you call that the crumbling hug? Yeah, he just crumbled to the ground. And then he does a crumbling elbow over and he over again. He does like three or four crumbling elbows. Crumble after link the I don't even know what this was. Yeah. Also, by the way, I think Herb was snorting a line during this match because Bruno was like by himself. Yeah, Herb just disappears. <laughs> Isn't this pre-taped? 
It has yeah. to be, right? I don't know. So the, I'm assuming they dub in the commentary, so he must really just be screwing around. Yeah, because like, Bruno calls the whole match. Yeah, and he owns the company, so it doesn't matter if yeah. he's there. He's like, I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. Then we get a commercial for the Pennsylvania Hotel in New York City. Yeah, come stay at dangerous-ass <laughs> graffiti, no, prostitute-filled 1990 New York. To be fair, Joe, Quinn, that's near 42nd Street. That's no, not it's, in, like, it's right across from the gardens, the 34th. Okay, 34th. It's in that vicinity, that's right? That's not a good area in 1990. By Penn Station? It's not good. I mean, it's not Michael. Be- it's not Michael. Good. I'm ashamed. No, but I mean, I you don't know remember Penn stuff. Station being absolutely horrible. It's not like in har- 90? It's not like some really bad area. It's not like 80, but it's still pretty yeah. bad in 90. Any- no, the city's bad, but the I Penn mean that, that area of the city is just is a bad. shopping area. Anyway, we get a promo with Colonel De Beers. Why does he not have a South African accent? Well, you know, in South Africa, we say, if you can, you do. He's just some guy. Like, he, <laughs> he doesn't even have a accent. He's just like, hi, I don't like anyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't, they didn't have even an accent. I'm gonna win. And yeah. he calls out a wrestler, I guess, named New York's <laughs> Finest. That's a cop gimmick. So, But not the big boss man. <laughs> yeah, so this is, I guess, our payoff, because New York's Finest um, is an African-American gentleman, and I guess that that's, like, what's yeah. gonna happen here, right? It's I'm like, sure he kicks the beer's ass. I hope better. so. I know. Like, after that bullshit. So then, I just need to tell you, Quinn, Buy Bruno's book, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the fourth ad for it. No, it's probably like the second. Still, but. it's one too yeah. many. Yeah. Then we I get. I can't even tell the cover of that, by the way. Did you notice that? It just that? says like Bruno, and good like condition. Some kind of wrestler faded in the background. It's just someone lifting weights. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get a. I didn't. I thought this was like an Olive Garden commercial, but apparently it's a promo. Yeah. <laughs> because we get a limo pulling up mm-hmm. and it's Golden Greek John Tolos getting now out of a limo. Now the coach is rich. He's wearing a suit now. now Bobby the brain yeah. and the coach combined because literally in the opening package when we first saw him he was wearing the coach attire yeah now he's in a suit and he's like I'm the golden Greek the, I'm good when was he ever the golden Greek is this something from his like 1960s, 1960s wrestling career that I don't know yeah Quinn it's time for our grudge match not Chief J Strongbow versus <laughs> Cactus Jack this isn't bad. No, it's not bad. So Chief wanders over to talk to Bruno, and he like asks for help, and Bruno's right. like, I don't know about that. <laughs> then the unpredictable Cactus Jack, that's what they call him. What is, what is he, Johnny Rods now? You're Johnny Rods. I, I mean, thought. I'm Johnny Rods, but... A lot is, of unpredictability in this show. Quinn, I thought for a second uh, that, jo- that Johnny Rods like, trained Cactus Jack. It's but Dominic I, o- I always mess this up, though. So, Quinn, you said to me, this is an actual main event, but the problem is that Chief looks like an older Al Snow. And he does. Yeah. Whether it's Joe Jr. or regular Chief J. <laughs> yeah, he really looks like Al Snow, Leaf Cassidy. He, he does, like, just but older. older. One but, way or another. You know what's hilarious, though, is because we still thought it was like, the old man chief John mm-hmm. strongbow i'm like i'm like genuinely like stunned through this whole moment i'm right. like how did this like how did he age right like i don't understand <laughs> like so we get some like uh brawling on the outside we get you know the nuska huska yeah <laughs> and um by the way folks for the record now the fat ref is named jesse hernandez just so you know okay it was hernandez i was right it was so cactus uses a fork or a knife or something mm-hmm and here's the other thing Quinn was talking about with the with the faces not necessarily being faces. Yeah. The fans chant for Cactus Jack because obviously he's cooler than Chief J Strongbow Jr. Right, because that's just like a generic old school gimmick. Right, it's like, Cactus who cares? Jack was new. But I gotta say, the Chief Joe Armstrong here, yeah. he wasn't Armstrong. bad at all. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Chief Joe Armstrong was really good. Yeah. Or as you called him at one point, Jay Crossbones. Jay Crossbones. They could have called him. That would have been a cool name. For a pirate. I mean, that would have made the Mount Rushmore. Jay Crossbones. That's cool. How about Jean-Pierre Lafitte? No. The agony not of co- defeat. Yeah, agony. Not as cool as Jay Crossbones. <laughs> so um, the fans do chant for Jack, and Herb acknowledges it, but then he spits in the air and catches his own loogie in his mouth, and Herb <laughs> freaks out. That's He's like, disgusting. What a pig. And yeah. Bruno's like, I hate the pig. <laughs> but he <laughs> can't control he, the he, match now, Herb. He's a good wrestler. Good, good wrestler. <laughs> so then Chief gets the foreign object, and Herb yells, Go get that gimmick. Yeah, he, he says, get, get the gimmick. And it's like a fork or something. I, I yeah, don't like a plastic tell. fork. See, I, you know what it is, Quinn? What? Herb watched Secrets of Wrestling, the original version. Right. So that's why he knew it was called a gimmick. Right. Obviously. Of course. I don't know where the wrestler's girlfriend was or the trophy. Honey. Oh, but she didn't have a trophy. Yeah. Where was the stunt granny? Was eh. she off this week? Yeah, possibly. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? So um, so basically, Chief grabs the gimmick. Yeah. He nails the ref with it on purpose. So we can, like, beat him up more or something? I don't know. This is a weird ending. It was really weird. Yeah. So obviously, Cactus wins by DQ, and then Jack walks away, starts throwing chairs in the ring. But the quick, real kind. Yeah, it's not folding chairs. It's like the, like... You know, like hotel, like <laughs> table, conference room chair. Con- That's what it is. See? Yeah, it's the conference room. It, it all comes back, but it's like actually, like also, those could be dining room chairs. Like they sure. could be like a different. There are a bunch of style chairs. Roy Rogers chairs. <laughs> well, those are stable to the floor, so you can't. No, know. they have the the standalone tables. One's connected to the table. Wendy's. How about Wendy's has that? Yeah, Wendy's has There's those. Chairs. The Wendy's dining room, as they call it. With the green room. It's yeah. like a it's like a greenhouse. You know yeah. the one the yeah, Wendy's yeah, yeah, that have yeah. like the thing that extends now, with the Wendy's sun. Wendy's would call the whole thing the dining room. Yeah, but everyone loved that back part. Yeah, but the porch or what the, the, so the, the Florida room of Wendy's. Yep, yeah. The, the Florida room. You're right on. Yeah. Remember when they used to have the super bar? Yeah. I loved the Wendy's Super Bar. It was basically the Fixin's Bar, though. Can we do a Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of fast food places? Eventually. Maybe in another podcast. Maybe a 90s podcast. Folks, let us know what you think. Should Joe and Quinn do an auxiliary podcast about 80s and 90s nostalgia and pop culture? Just random shit. Not wrestling. No wrestling. Yeah. Everything else, though. Minus the wrestling. Sports, music, TV, radio. Radio. (laughs) Fast food, commercials. Big Joe Henry. That would be our radio part. (laughs) Let us know if you think we should do that. If we get some feedback, maybe Quinn and I will give it a shot. Yeah. But anyway, Quinn, we've got a very important uh, end of the show happening here. These aren't folding chairs. They're not folding chairs. They're brawling on the outside to the back past the shitty merch table. And Herb sounds like Joey Styles. He sounds like Joey Styles. And the way the camera work here is they like literally follow them to the back. The merch. It's cool. Yeah. Like it's it's very different for 1990. It is. It's something WWF would have done in the mid-90s. The only even. thing I remember them doing in the 80s was when Savage and Hulk were in the back in that right. room and, and Miss Elizabeth was hurt. But the camera was thing. already back there. Yeah, it was like... It didn't follow them back there. It was there. like a positioned camera. It wasn't a handheld. Oh, God, Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So anyway, then Chief comes back to ringside, yells a lot, so Herb decides... To set up an Indian death match. Right. So this is weird. Like, Herb's, like, suggesting match types to him. He's clearly the booker. Right. So they're not making any bones about it. No, like, not Herb really. Herb is the booker. He's the booker and yeah. the announcer. And in fact, Quinn, Herb Abrams, right after this, was replaced as the main commentator by none other 
then <laughs> Craig DeGeorge. What? Of so, all okay, you know what's weird about that also? Craig DeGeorge, first well, of all. Not only that it's Craig DeGeorge and he sucks, right? But. Minervari or whatever, Mooney yeah, called him. Yeah, whatever Mooney called care. him. Yeah. No, but. If you think about it, yeah. like, isn't this a weird parallel to when, like, Vince would get yelled at and then he shortly disappeared from the car? <laughs> I didn't think of that. That's yeah. a really I good ju- point. It just popped into my head because I was, like, envisioning how this went off the air. Right. And, like, Joe yelling at him. Sure, sure. And, like, then all of a sudden he's not the commentator anymore. Very good point. So we get one more commercial break and it includes John Madden talking about his new book. You see, I have a book where I wrote <laughs> the pages and the you have a word and a few more words and then you have a sentence. That's about right. Next week, Quinn, we have the debut of Barry Orton. Barry O. Barry O. God. Good thing we're <laughs> not watching how, that one. Remember how good Barry O was in WWF? Awesome. One yeah. of the best. Jimmy Jack Funk, wasn't he? Yeah. No, that's our part. They mentioned Billy Jack Haynes in this show, by the way. We didn't oh, say that. God, I mean, do. some of the junk that's lingering is not good. No, there's a lot of bad lingering junk, but overall, Quinn, this was not bad. It's pretty entertaining, to be honest with you. Honestly, yeah. it really wasn't bad, and Whatever stigma Herb Abrams has and and the U- his version of the UWF has, this was entertaining compared to some of the other shit we've watched I in this period of time. I wonder if it goes off the rails or something because I mean it is run by a coke fiend and like True. like I don't know what that means to the product. That's a good point, Quinn. But I will say this: during a period, you have to always set the stage right. And we've watched Nawa recently, which was only a few months before. When this took place, this is head and shoulders above Nawa. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's different. It's different. The production is really good. They're not in a big place, obviously. But I would say they have some good names. I would say this much. There's a little proto ECW to it. There is an element of that. I noticed that, too. Yeah. A little bit, a little of, bit like of a living more, on the edge here. Yeah, you know? it's like the rules are a little looser. Uh-huh. The counts are a little lighter. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an ECW. UWF, where the rules are loose and the counts are light. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I mean, I had no problem watching this. Yeah. This was an entertaining show. It, it was a fine little hour of wrestling. And speaking, folks, of a fine little hour or so of wrestling, we are glad to have been with you this episode number 32 of our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Be sure, of course, to tune in next week or download next week or yeah. hit the play button next week. They can just tune in. You can tune in for our Memorial Day show, May 29th. <laughs> we are not going anywhere. You'll be off from work, but we will be here for you. Yeah, we'll be on. You'll be off. You <laughs> Exactly. So, folks, until that time, be sure to check us out on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can reach us at email at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Go to our website, OVPPodcast.com. Leave us a review on the Apple Podcast. And, of course, be sure to go to our Facebook group and talk to us. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what do you want us to deep dive to? What is your Rushmore and Death Valley suggestions? What do you want us to review? We want to know, Quinn. Yeah, we want to know it all. Thank you, folks. Have a good one. See ya. Today's question was sent to my colleague, Bruno Sammartino, by Steve Stevens of Palma, Ohio. Steve wants to know, in Bruno's great career, which wrestler has given him the most trouble? Throughout uh, my traveling that I've done around the world, I've met a lot of tough opponents. Many, many. There have been many tough people in different parts of the world. Japan, Australia, South Africa, India, South America. I've been all these places. I've met many a tough guy. But in this country, the toughest in America. People like Killer Kowalski, Don Leo Jonathan, Bill Miller. And, of course, you have the likes of Ivan Koloff, who's still wrestling. The uh, Russian bear, who took the title from me. 
He was as tough as any I've ever wrestled, but it's a toss-up between a Koloff, Kowalski, Jonathan. I hate to pick any one individual because these guys were so extremely... Will you stop? stop. stop.